Hey guys, welcome to the first official episode of Intersectional Media, one that we are actually going to put out into the world this time, instead of just uh, <laughs> <laughs> letting people listen to it and give us feedback instead. Um, so anyways, I'm your host, uh, Sharina Brown. I am the creator of Intersectional Media, and I am joined by my co-host, Sam Crab. I feel like I should say your last name, because I said mine. <laughs> so yeah hey guys what's on the agenda this week um let's start with Adele and Bantu Knots and her uh, Jamaican bikini I feel like she was in Jamaica so it makes sense that that happened but also I feel like people took it not black people, black people were just laughing black people were just like making jokes about it, it was like another Chet Hanks situation, you know, we were just kind of like making memes and stuff, but then like the other people got really sensitive about us making jokes, and then they were like, well I don't understand, what's the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation, and it's like okay, but we were just joking like it wasn't that serious. Like, nobody's actually mad about Adele and Bantu Knots or Adele wearing a Jamaican bikini. It's just funny. That's I don't, I don't, I just, I don't like the Bantu Knots. Oh, I don't like, I don't like the Bantu Knots. <laughs> I think they look terrible. I Absolutely. think they look terrible. I feel like when we talk about these types of things, like, you know, when we say, like, you know, these white people, these, these hairstyles aren't for white people. We don't mean it's because you can't do it in general. I mean, you shouldn't. But it's also because you just look bad in them. Like, it just doesn't suit your it's hair lit- texture. Yeah. So you just look dumb. Which is why we're like, maybe you should stop. Like, we're really just trying to look out for you when we say, like, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, dreadlocks, you guys just look bad. You look like you don't shower. You look like you smell. <laughs> <laughs> um you don't look clean we're really just trying to do you a favor when we say like you know maybe you shouldn't do that hairstyle and then like the bantu knots that just looked really strange it was just like that's not for your hair texture so i don't know why you're doing that but whatever whatever i mean personally i don't care that much i just think it's funny because it's another chet hang situation <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't I enjoy, do a Jamaican accent. I enjoyed the jokes. I enjoyed yeah. the. I tried not to think about it too hard. I mean, yeah, it's it's really not like. I don't know how to explain it because it's kind of like. I understand because I did see a couple people that did have a big issue with it and we're kind of arguing towards like, look, like these are hairstyles that I legitimately was made fun of for as a child. Right. And that, you know, there's some kind of like racial trauma that is attached to them for it. I can be. And I felt for that. And I, I felt for them in that moment because they were yeah. like, well, this is why we talk about when white women co-opt the hairstyles that we have been made fun of for for years that it it just feels (laughs) it just feels weird guys it feels weird and it feels wrong and like maybe don't do it so i like i said i try not to think about it too hard and i just (laughs) i especially enjoyed that one video of like that brad pitt movie where he's yeah. like, uh, everything goes together here or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do a Jamaican accent, guys. Don't expect me to. Uh, I know I'm half, but that's not. It's not a thing we do on this on this side of Brown family. So, yeah. But yeah, the the that movie is is interesting. What is it called? I don't remember. He's Isn't like, it Meet Joe Black? Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, he's I've never watched right? it in full. Yeah, he's like yeah. some angel or something. So he can yeah. just like, so it's like he yeah. took over the spirit of, or like the spirit of someone that that black woman knew. He was channeling, 
So that's why he had the Jamaican accent. But if you don't have that context, it's just very strange. You're just like, what's, why is, why is Brad Pitt speaking with the Jamaican accent? And it's weird because he's like young. So his phase, he has like a baby phase. And it's just like, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I enjoyed those things. And I just looked at her hair and was just like, that looks a mess. Yeah. That's unfortunate that somebody told you that you could do that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, shame on that hairstylist or whoever her friend was who oh, did that for her. Totally. Shame on you. That's not a friend. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Listen, I say this as somebody who has a lot of white friends. Never in my life, never in my days, in my 30 years of life, have I ever suggested to one of my white friends to take one of the hairstyles that I use. Never have I told them, like, gee, you would look really great in cornrows. I've never told them they would look good in box braids. Never told them they would look good with bantu knots. Like, are you Like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> I love my friends. <laughs> I don't want the rest of you telling your white friends with this hair that it won't look good. Mm-mm. Like, we, like, I remember in undergrad, there is this guy, <laughs> there's this guy that had um, this white guy that had dreads and I didn't know him but one of my friends did and we would always see him around campus and you know she and him would talk blah 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 they're in a bunch of stuff together but we would always like crack up because I was always like I'm like look like I don't see it for these dreads these are better white dreads than most (laughs) so I'm gonna give him that but I would always be very blunt in those. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just don't know why they want it. Like their hair is so easy to manage. Like, why would you really want to do that? I don't know. I mean, whatever. It's their hair, I guess. So they I think that. Want, but I think it was always it was interesting in undergrad because I lived with white women. And they, um, and so they always did get like a front seat, like a front row seat to like me dealing with my hair and like my whole hair process because like I remember when I had it relaxed and then I transitioned um, back to being natural and they like they got to see all of it they would always get to see like my box like whenever i had braids they would help me take my braids out you know and so they saw all the time that went into like my hair so i feel like i don't really remember them ever like complaining about their hair so to speak after a while because i legitimately would be like in the mirror like doing some sort of protective style like every other night like i remember my best friend was like She's like, yo, your arms are, like, really toned. <laughs> like, she's like, is that from, like, doing... She's like, I feel like that's from literally sitting there and, like, doing your hair every other night. And I was like, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, even for me, now that my hair is long, I'm like, I don't even want it anymore. I wanted it. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to, like, go natural. I'm going to have, like, super long hair. I used to have when I was a kid and now I'm like fuck it I don't even want it I'm like I want to shave my head like I just <laughs> don't want to deal with it like ever and I'm like it's really pretty it's really pretty when I you that know, first wash in. that first wash and, and go the, right you put the product in your hair looks really great then over, you know, the course of the week, you're like, all right, well, it's getting tangled, and I gotta go off in the shower and detangle it, and then I gotta restyle it, and then I gotta deep condition it, and then, you know, it's just a lot of work, and I just don't care anymore. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just put it in four plaits, and I'm gonna call it a day. That's it. That's my life now. I don't even bother. Uh, So I'm like, you know what, white people? If you want it, right come take it <laughs> come take are it are you sure you're ready for this life i don't think you're ready <laughs> they're not 
they're not absolutely not they'd be like oh i spent an hour on my hair today you know like i used my little crimper thing and you know i did the beach waves and this and that and i'm like that's nice if i wanted to do that i would have to wash my hair deep condition it put in a treatment then blow dry it then potentially straighten it if i really wanted it to look sleek and then use the labor like no it's really an all-day process 100 percent. and that's why the last time that i straightened my hair was when we went to san diego like what two years ago oh my and that was the last time i ever did yeah (laughs) and i have not felt the urge i have not wanted to because it's just too much work and every Every time my hair gets longer, I start to understand why my mother relaxed my hair as a child because she had to deal with it. And she was like, I don't have time. Like, I already have to do my hair. I can't do her hair and my hair. One of us has to sacrifice their hair. And it was me. So (laughs) that's how it was. I was like, all right, whatever. And I didn't know anything. I was just like, oh, yeah, like. I put this chemical thing in my hair and that's what I do for my hair. But I didn't really understand what it was and why I was doing it or anything. I just thought it was like the normal thing to do. I actually remember like my cousin, she was never relaxed and she showed me how her hair would get curly just putting water in it. And she was like, doesn't your hair do that? And I was like, no. Then I didn't understand why. I was like, why doesn't my hair do that? It's because I was relaxed. Oh my <laughs> like, God. The curl's gone. But I didn't know that. I didn't even know what relaxers did. I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. My hair doesn't do that. And I just thought she was special or something. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. I remember the time I tried to relax my hair using the Just For Me uh, box to relaxer when I was like, nine i might have been like nine or ten and mm-hmm. i was getting to the age where my so my aunt did my hair when i was a kid and would always do like the braids and the twists barrettes you know it was like weekly right. ritual yeah it was like a weekly ritual mm-hmm. shifting me down with like the blue magic it was a mm-hmm. whole thing and so we were getting to an age where that hairstyle wasn't going to cut it anymore (laughs) and and I think that she felt like I like well I don't really know (laughs) I don't know what to do for you now (laughs) and because it it is an awkward age between like you know when you're that young and you can do that hairstyle to when you're you know like a teenager you're sort of in that older like childhood into preteen stage so I was like well I do want to relax my hair and so we tried to do it follow the directions as far as I remember and it didn't really take it just like didn't so it just like didn't really do anything to my hair (laughs) because I remember like you know we like blow dry we did all everything and I was just like it kind of just looks the same But I still tried to like wear it down and stuff like that, and right. that resulted in some uh, just you know really awkward just Christmas pictures and just preteen years. Whatever, it's fine. Then I discovered braiding, yeah. and then we were good. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, for me it was like my mom would relax my hair, but she would just braid it up. So it was just like she just needed the thickness to be tame. So even though my hair was still long and I was, I was relaxed for many, many years, my hair was very, very long despite being relaxed. So my mom would just braid it up. She would just, you know, relax it, make sure it was like tamed, and then she would braid it. So it was like I was natural, but not really. And then when I got older, I was like, okay, I'm sick of wearing my hair in cornrows and whatever. My brothers went through this phase in the early 2000s where men started cornrowing their hair more, right? Oh God, yeah. So when that happened, I didn't want cornrows anymore because I was starting to associate that with masculinity. 
And so when I saw them with cornrows and I saw myself with cornrows, I felt like a boy. And I was like, I don't want cornrows. My mom didn't understand because I had had cornrows for forever. And she was like, what's wrong with cornrows? Like, you had them for forever. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want them anymore. I want something else. And I was like reaching this stage where I was starting to like view the woman on TV. And of course there's no black women. And if there are, they're wearing a wig or they're wearing weaves. And so I started to be like, well, I want long straight hair and stuff like that. And so my mom was like, I really don't think you know how to take care of your hair and well enough for you to have straight hair. And I was like, I disagree. So anyway, <laughs> my hair got we like- think, We think that we know shit. <laughs> yeah, my hair got very, very short because I was straightening it all the time. It was breaking off and like, whatever. It wasn't like super short. It was still thick and it was still like very like luscious and people would still be like, oh, is that all your real hair? But it was significantly shorter than what it used to be. And so my mom was like, see, I told you. But she was like, whatever, I don't care anymore. It's it's for you to deal with. So basically by the time I was like 13, I just started doing my own hair or whatever. And I had like started flat ironing it and whatever. And then eventually I got into like wearing weaves because I really wanted to be a scene kid and my mom would not let me cut my hair and be a scene kid um which like you know very thankful for now obviously my mom was like here we'll go to the black hair care store we'll get you weave and we'll cut it to look like a scene kid and so I had hair I had scene hair and it was great it was great I loved it it was awesome And yeah, so I really got to experience, I got to experience that. And that was lovely for me. Because, you know, black kids really don't get to experience that shit. So I I was lucky in that my mom was nice to me. (laughs) She was like, I don't get it, but okay. And she did my hair and I was a scene kid for like, what, two years maybe? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a good time. What a time. <laughs> it was a great time for me. I loved it. And then after that, I went to college and then I was sort of like, I'm sick of doing my hair again. And then I decided to go natural. And then here I am. Although, like, I went natural, like, the first time in college and I had no idea what I was doing. So my hair was mm-hmm. just, like, dry and brittle and breaking and it was so bad. It was, like, the shortest it had ever been. And so, like, I went to this hairstylist and she just, like, chopped it all off. And it must have been to, like, my chin, maybe? It was definitely the shortest my hair had ever been in my life. I didn't mind it. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, short. <laughs> and then I was like, but it's straight, because, like, she had done a silk press. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And then I just got used to, like, wearing my hair, like, two twists at the front and then pulling it into a bun at the back. And that was, like, my go-to hairstyle. And that grew my hair significantly when I was transitioning. And then when I came back from college, like, to Toronto... I did the big chop, which was like around the time that you and I met. And then from like in 2017 or so, right? 2016? Yeah. 2016. 2016. Uh, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's been four years and my hair is long as hell, basically. <laughs> it's like almost to my waist, which is like pretty long. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's a journey. I'm always, I've always been one of those that's just like, you know, people can, people can do what they want with their hair. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, because to me, it's like, it's hair. Yeah. It's going to grow back. And it's going to grow back. Yeah. Because I, in college, when I went to college, once again, I felt like, you know, I kind of want to change. I kind of want to do something different. And so (laughs) I went to my mom and I was like, I think I want to relax my hair. Like, I think I want to, like, go for it. Yeah. Because I was natural. All, like, I don't even know if I count that just for me, like, relaxer no. experience as, like, a no. relaxer. Because it didn't really, <laughs> it didn't really do anything. So, once I was going to college, I was like, you know, mom, I want to go to a hair stylist and I want to do it. Right. And she was like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> And she's like, you know, I don't think you'll know how to take care of it. You know, because you're busy, you do this, and blah, 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 all these reasons why I shouldn't. And um, 
I remember my brother was like, well, why would you want to do that when you've like been natural your whole life? Like your natural hair is beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not saying that my natural hair is not beautiful. I just want to try something else. Right. <clears throat> so I did it. And I mean, I liked it. I did not like it. Mm-hmm. It got to be like, yeah, I got to do a few different things. Like I had like a really cool, like short bob going and then I put in red highlights. See? And it was like, it was a whole vibe. Yeah. Those red highlights. <laughs> it's so self-expression. I, yeah, like I was really into it. So, you know, but then eventually I wanted to just go back to being natural. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that way. So, yeah. yeah. You got to try things to know what you like and what you don't like. Exactly. I knew I didn't really like my hair relaxed and long. Mm-hmm. It was just more difficult. Yeah. But I was short. But yeah. highlighting it looked great. But after a while, it was like damaging my hair. Sure. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. All the time. So I just went back to being natural. And it was great. And yeah. I cut my hair whenever I want to. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like I'll go for like, ooh, let's do a tapered haircut mm-hmm. for this summer. And eventually by like winter, it grows enough for me to go back to braids. and Exactly. See? It all works out. The resilience. People <laughs> don't always like remember that about our hair. Like our hair is I know. resilient. People like, it's so interesting because it's like, people just sort of have this, viewpoint of our hair I think where they just think it's strange because they haven't seen it in in the way that we're showcasing it now like I feel like now we've been very like open about our hair like as a community and like very like pro natural like pro curls and all this stuff it was like that definitely was not the case like in the past when we were yeah yeah when we were kids it wasn't like that at all no. like, i had no idea what to do with my hair like the times where i would take out my braids and i was like in between braid appointments mm-hmm. and stuff and like going to school i was like i have no idea what to do with my hair right like what do i do mm-hmm. <laughs> and what do i put in it <laughs> and it was, it's kind of crazy like when you think about it and like just to pivot to the next topic in like with the, the Nickelodeon thing with uh, the Oscar movie Hair Love. So basically that movie has gotten an adaptation for a TV show. I'm not sure which network, but Nick Jr. decided to push a show about a black family that looks exactly like the family from Hair Love. And they're Mm -hmm. not affiliated with hair love. Like they copied everything, like down to like the father with the dreads, the mother with her natural hair, the daughter with her natural hair, and even their cats. Even their cats. It's literally, they just copy and paste it. And it's so strange. And then like, I guess the show was meant to be about the little girl, but she's a fashion designer. I don't know what they were going for, to be honest. But I was like, okay, I kind of get it in terms of like, okay, you wanted a show about a Black family and whatever. But you didn't put in the work. You just stole work from somebody else and then decided to try to pass that off. And people noticed, obviously, and called them out. And so Nick Jr. canceled whatever show they had tried to rip off of care of. And I just think that's so questionable like it makes me wonder like were there any black people involved in the development that was gonna be my first question yeah i heard a little bit about this like a tiny bit i think i saw the picture i think when i saw it i had seen those few pictures of like the black family and i was like oh that's cute right but lord knows i don't even like i don't think about these things yeah (laughs) i'm like oh that's cute like cute little black family yeah I mean serious for the kids mm-hmm. but um I feel like I saw that they were saying that this has been in development for a while like longer than hair love has been out 
but I, I don't know, because to me it's like, even with that, hair love still came, <laughs> hair love still came out before you, right? And like won an Oscar, exactly. And it's not like it just happened. It's not like it just happened this year, right? It's not like it's something that is happening the same time that you were putting out all this stuff about, you know, made by Maddie. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you've had time to kind of change course a little exactly. bit because I think there's room at the table for different types of stories, but like right down to the fact that there's two cats. <laughs> Like really, guys, we couldn't have put a dog in there. Like, give the girl a hamster. Oh, you know, like it's it would be one thing if they were like, okay, yeah, both these girls have cats, but the cats look the exact same. (laughs) Like that's sort of like when you start to question it. Like, I'm sorry, but but why do the cats look the exact same? Like Maddie couldn't have a black cat. Like, she has to have the exact same cat as the girl from Hair Love? I don't understand. I'm very confused. It's very interesting to, like, witness these types of things in regards to television and media and, like, how these things develop and who is telling the truth and who is not and, like, who do you believe and, like, Honestly, I'm not going to side with Nick Jr. because they're a multi-billion dollar corporation that has the money to develop things of originality and hire Black people who have integrity because I don't know if there's, you know, there can be Black people who are involved and they could just be plagiarists. That could be a thing. I don't want to be like, (laughs) I don't want to be like, oh, this is just white people doing white people shit. Like, I don't know. For all I know, it's not. I can't say. So I'm looking up the person who was created by Paula Rosenthal. Uh, I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find her picture. Oh. <clears throat> well. I see she's like she's got some credits to her name, of course. Yeah, of course. You know, of like long and storied career developing and producing content for kids and adults that's great but i like i don't see her hmm i see no pictures of her so i'm not going to make any assumptions me what race <laughs> me she could be anything so we cannot say yeah listeners we cannot say but what we can say is that it is very strange that they would have the exact same character. Like, it's just, it's just very um, questionable. So you would say in, uh, you know, the Facebook group world, it's a little sus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little sus, guys. It's a little suspicious. A little you know, anyways, um, pivoting to uh, the Real Housewives. Oh, my uh, favorite topic. Yeah, your favorite topic. But um, I just want to talk about Kyle and Garcelle and how, uh, you know, the whole you didn't pay for this charity thing. Basically, listeners, if you don't watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, what happened was there was a charity event that Kyle had put on where you bid for certain luxurious items. And depending on how much you bid, you would donate that money to charity. And then you would get the item or the vacation or whatever it was. So Garcelle had bid $5,000 for something. And Kyle claims that at at the uh, reunion that happened this past week, that Garcelle did not pay the $5,000. But instead of this coming up at any point during the show or, you know, before the reunion. Since they wrapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she brought it up at the reunion as like a gotcha to like say that like Garcelle is not. Uh, 
you know, a person. She's not being genuine. Right. She, she doesn't have integrity and she's not genuine because she didn't pay this $5,000 or whatever. And Garcelle was very shocked about this. Like, it was very clear to me as a viewer that she did not know that this money had not been paid. Like, she seemed very surprised at this. And she copped up to it later. And she said, you know what? It fell through the cracks. And she did not realize that. And that Kyle did not reach out to tell her that this money had not been paid up until the reunion, which is uh, very suspicious. Again, very sus, guys. And, you know, it's just kind of like very strange that when like a Black woman doesn't like a white woman, then the white woman comes with something that's an issue, but she didn't say anything before. Like, mm-hmm. if if that was me and I hosted a charity event and somebody didn't pay the $5,000, I would be like, yo, where's the $5,000? Like, from the like, job. did you forget that night? Yeah. Right. Like, I wouldn't this wait. Is... <laughs> so let me, let me just take this opportunity to drag the hell out of Kyle Richards. And her dynasty wannabe looking ass really thinks that she can take on the levels of manipulation and machination of Lisa Vanderpump, who really thinks that she is boss enough to control this whole franchise of multi-million dollar women, but she can't do shit, who lives in Encino, but wants to act like she's some Beverly Hills bitch. Girl, we we see everything about you. We've been known. I can name probably like three people on that cast that probably warned Garcelle about you. And she didn't say anything because Garcelle is a real one. But we all know that it wasn't just one person that warned Garcelle about Kyle. It was multiple people. Mm -hmm. Because Kyle is a little snake. She's a scammer. She She stole her sister's goddamn house. Like, do I need to go on? <laughs> well, damn. Like, I, like, I really, and, and you know this, but, like, I will give Kyle the sympathy where sympathy is due sometimes. <clears throat> Even in regards to her sister, because unlike a lot of people, I also don't see it for Kim Richards. She needs to get herself together with that tight-ass ponytail. She's going to give herself traction alopecia this season. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing Yo, with that. that. She looks, she's mm. trying to give herself a facelift at that point, though. Mm. That's what she's trying to do. She just looks bad. Mm. She just looks bad. But you know, that's neither here nor that, there. Yeah, that's, people, that's not people, people <laughs> will give white women sympathy for just about anything. Yeah. And quite honestly, like, the ways that people give Kim sympathy are really fascinating to me, as well as Brandy. But that's mm. a whole other story. So, because she's, like, you know, this sad child star that, like, has clearly been, like, used and abused within the industry, and I'm sorry to her for that. I'm sorry to her that because of that trauma in her life that she fell into alcoholism, clearly drug use, and it has carried on with her for years and years. But at the end of the day, that's her problem. (laughs) That's her problem always be coming on my tv screen just with her mm. and it's uncomfortable to watch and i still don't have time for it anymore so i want kim to go get help i don't want to see her on my tv screen anymore same with brandy but kyle <laughs> but <back> kyle <laughs> let's loop back around because the thing here is that kyle knew this and used her sister and has used her sister for years to maintain relevance. And even though her, like, even this season, she's even doing it this season. Sure. Because she can't, can't do it herself because she's boring as fuck. She needs her husband to be high all the time to even make him interesting. What has Mauricio ever been interesting than when he was stoned? <laughs> like, it's the hottest he's ever been. She had to put her husband on drugs to make him interesting to us. Yeah. Imagine living that kind of <laughs> the trick. <laughs> Ooh, it's funny. I just, 
just, you know, <laughs> I would love for Garcelle to stay on. Me too. And continue to just subtly drag that woman by her bad weave. You know what? That's fair. Fuck that for all of us. <laughs> I... The cap, like, ugh, the caftans comment? <laughs> like, chef's kiss. Garcelle is a delight. Honestly. I love Asa. Like, Asa's one of my favorite people. She makes the best caftans. I was like, Garcelle. Whew. Hilarious. <laughs> But I think, okay, but on a serious note, what it pisses me off about that is that came, like, did that come, like, right after the whole Black Lives Matter discussion? I feel um, like it did. Pretty much happened. Did it? Within did the it mix of that. Before? I think it came before. Because okay. after, like, Andy asked Garcelle, like, oh, how do you talk to your son about Black Lives Matter? And then Kyle chimed in and said, we're having discussions about it at my house and I'm teaching my children at dinner table and yada yada. And then Garcelle was like, oh, it's great. And then that was that. Okay. Yeah. So it was Kyle talking, Kyle <laughs> talking to her grown ass children, considering that three of her children are above the age of 18. Well, and now you're talking to them about, about racism what are you telling? Are you telling your oldest Farah, and then she's gonna go pass the message on to Paris Hilton, her cousin? <laughs> like what? Like what do you want me? Do you think that I believe that this is what you're doing? Oh. Don't play me for a fool, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Ugh, That's what okay. she claims. <laughs> That's what she claims. Yes. However, it's really interesting that she decided to do all of that and still try to insert herself by being like, oh, I'm not afraid to like, you know, bring yeah. problems to Garcelle just because she's the black housewife. Mm-hmm. That was also like a You very clearly strange, were. <laughs> that was like a very strange question. Like, I mean, I get the intent behind the question, in regards to like, I mean, there's truth to it. There there's, is. I mean, we all know there's truth to it because, of course, imagine these bitches getting put on the shade room for of like, course. Being of course, ourselves. yeah, of course. I would have lived for that, of but. course. But I just think the question should not have been toward herself. I think the question should have been asked toward the white woman asking, Oh, were you afraid because black Twitter, you know, the black side of the internet. They will drag you for filth. I've witnessed it plenty of times. We don't care about white people or white feelings. We'll just do whatever. And, you know, the shade room especially is ruthless. Uh, anytime a white person gets... I need them. I need them to stop posting videos of Lisa Rinna and her bad dancing. Oh, yeah. And I need them to actually acknowledge the way that she has villainized Garcelle this season and light her ass up. Why do they keep posting job? I don't know. <laughs> she's not she's not popular amongst black people. I don't understand. I mean, unless you're a days of our last name. Then maybe. But other than that, I don't I don't really get the Lisa Renner Rena uh shade room crossover. Is she paying them? She could be. I mean, it's Lisa Rena. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she. Now like, that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, she's because <laughs> you know celebrities do that. Yeah. To get on the shade room is like a whole another audience. Like the amount of yeah. engagement that you get from the shade room is insane. I mean, I've seen businesses pay to be posted on the shade room because you just make bank once you're posted on the shade room, which is like very strange. Like it's, the shade room is like a very strange place. It feels like it feels like a place out of time. Like it's feel it feels like its own universe. Because it's like there's no rules, there's no regulations. You know what the the really strange thing about the shade room is that they block out all the swearing, but they exist to post shade. <laughs> Make it make sense. This is my 
this is one of my like top two questions with the shade room because I, I get so confused. Like that video I sent you yesterday that was posted on there by that that IG model that like oh, I yeah. never saw in my life. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> and like your headline is that this Instagram model is out here on IG Live yelling the N-word. And you blocked and out the N-word. You show the video and you sh like you literally block out the like five times that she says yeah. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like beep, beep, beep. Isn't that besides the point? Exactly. I'm like, what I is the point, guys? <laughs> I, I truly don't understand. It's such, oh a it's such a strange place. Like it just, I just don't get it. And then like, it's like, here's another thing about the shade room. Okay, so there's two things about the shade room that I don't understand. It's like, one, the bleeping out of the swearing and stuff like that, even though they literally exist to post these things because the shade room. And then two, the fact that this Instagram page literally exists to post shade, hence the name, but it's run by an extremely Christian woman who will post affirmations yeah. about her religion every morning. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I wake up, but think... I'm getting encouraged by the shade. Right, right. And I'm like, but I don't think Jesus would want you to be posting what you post 95% of the time. They're multifaceted. Clearly. Nuance. Nuance. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm like, shouldn't this be a secular page then? Like, I, like it's fine if you have your own religion and stuff. But like, are we really going to do this thing where we say like, it's godly to post shade? Like, I'm confused about the intentions. I will say God is shady. I mean, he is. God is shady as fuck. You know, it's, it's valid. But it's just so... It's, like, so interesting. I think it depends on, of course, your relationship with God and how you view God. Because there are some people who view God as, like, very pure, right? And like very, like, oh, like, you should be a good moral person. Like, you know, Ned Flanders, for instance. Like, there are people who think like that. There are a lot of people who think like that. And so it's so interesting to see people be like heavily religious in that way sometimes but then be like the biggest gossip in the world and like my nana was like that you know like my nana would be very like oh those young girls they shouldn't be wearing clothes like that da, 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 da. it's like okay yeah whatever and then my nana would turn around and be calling everybody and saying did you see what that girl was wearing and it's like okay but is that fair like is that should you be doing that i don't know I'm That's like, what Jesus told you to do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about that, Nana. I don't know. What verse in the Bible said, call the outs of their name. <laughs> it, it's just so interesting to me. I just think it's really fascinating to like witness that every morning you wake up in the shade room's like, <laughs> God has your back. Don't you worry. Da, da, da. Hear your daily affirmations. And then by the afternoon, they're like, look at this Instagram model saying the N word nine times. And it's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm I got me dead here. here. Like, I got whiplash. I got whiplash. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> My neck be hurting ever since I started following the shader. Oh, so man. Like, like, what? Yeah, like, what's going on? Anyways, so funny. But anyways, I think we've covered everything. Unless we're forgetting anything. Which I don't think so. <laughs> You're saying I shouldn't talk about this Omari Hardwick? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so I'm not gonna like do a read on this. We we should acknowledge uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, and the contributions that he has made both on film and just in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been just sad, like, yeah. just sad all week. Um, <clears throat> and so I go, I'm, you know, going through those emotions of it, of just being like, what the hell? Like, 
this year sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what sure. else, like what else can you say about it? However, you know, a, what I have loved seeing is, you know, a lot of the people that knew him and co-stars and other people in the industry talking about him and just kind of getting a glimpse into one who he was um, kind of off camera because he was always one of those actors that like would give you like a little bit but he wouldn't give you like everything and that's always of course been and I appreciate that about him but like I said it is nice to hear about some of the process and who he was you know off camera however one post (laughs) is just slightly confusing to me (laughs) and (laughs) it's via Amari Hardwick of power fame and I'm just gonna read so the post itself is a video of him accepting an award I think at like the NAACP awards or something like that like that's like when you go on his Instagram like that's the video you see and I think he's like talking talking a little bit about like something he said to Chadwick like on the way to like (laughs) accept the award or something like that the caption Mm -hmm. says this I didn't have enough time that faithful night to share what I whispered to you so now I will but not before sharing what you said first you said oh go claim that award that's had your name on it from the gate from the moment I met you I whispered back thank you both for being the superhero I knew you were from the moment I met you then I quickly added we still got to do that movie together you replied bet I hear you whispering more than ever, my dearest brother of a Black Panther. One of my biggest honors was being one of your biggest competitors and an even bigger friend. You are hugely missed, but I got you next to me even more on the rest of this run. A wise man told me this morning in the kingdom, no crown is wasted. When one man drops his crown, another man picks it up. Pick it up, oh, from King Chadwick to King Hardwick. I will do just that, my brother. Rest in your glory. P.S. Brave has worn his Black Panther costume every day for the past three weeks. Trust me, I'll make sure he keeps wearing it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag Omari Hardwick. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm just a little confused. Um, really, what jumped out to me was you know one of my biggest honors was being one of your biggest competitors. My challenge to you is to name something else that Omari Hardwick has been in that you've seen besides Power. <laughs> well, you know I can't do that. <laughs> I haven't even seen Power, first of all. So I can't even like say. Well, yeah, like something that yeah. you know he's been in besides I, Power. I absolutely cannot. Okay. The only other thing I remember Omari Hardwick being in is Being Mary Jane. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go look at his uh, his filmography to see if yeah. I've seen him in anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I have. I I really don't think that I have. But I'm also not. Oh, uh, mm, no, I don't think I've seen that movie. I know of it, The Beauty Shop. But I've never seen it. Um, I never saw Beauty Shop. I was a barber shop OG. Me, same. <laughs> so. <laughs> I still remember seeing that in theaters. Weird yeah, thing. I have not. I have not seen this man in a single thing. And what I will say is that I understand what he means by being your biggest competitor, but we know that it's not. Objectively, we know it's not true <laughs> um, because there are people who haven't seen Black Panther who know who Chadwick Boseman is because he has played very iconic roles even before Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. And so if we're gonna say that or like, you know, do tit for tat, then, you know, Amari Hardwick really doesn't stand to Chadwick in that way. Now, Here's the issue I have with his caption. I do not enjoy 
his whole when a when one king drops his crown, another picks it up. Who said you were a king? Hmm? Who? Is this some kind of like weird monarchy? Because we did not like first of all, absolutely not. Like, okay, listen, I get it. All black people are kings and queens, but honestly, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't even like that shit. I don't even like when people are like, oh my queen to me on the internet. I'm like, first of all, I'm just some girl living in Toronto, bro. Ain't no queen. (laughs) I don't have no riches. I ain't got shit. I'm like, I get it. It's like affirming or whatever, like a way to like lift each other up. But when you're applying it to yourself and you're saying like, oh, my friend has passed on and he was a king to us all and I am a king, so I will pick up his crown. You just sound egotistical and it's already bad enough because people genuinely want Omari Hardwick to replace Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, which I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, listeners, if you, you know, we don't have a video option, but Sam just leaned in very confused. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's a thing. Like, my friend Sierra, I, she, I, she texted me. Yeah, about that. I'm disgusted. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a whole thing. People are like, oh, the only person who could ever replace Chad. The only <laughs> person? <laughs> yeah. And so it's a real thing. I think power stands are just uh, delusional, personally. I hate power um, stands. <laughs> I've never met a good power stand. So. I fucking hate that show. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so annoying. How did it take, like, six seasons for that nigga to die? Y'all should have killed him the first episode. <laughs> it would have been over. Know. We didn't need to do six seen. seasons of, like, all that. Like, I don't even I've never seen a single episode. Oh, I'm so glad for you. (laughs) (laughs) I I watched like a few seasons. Everyone on that show fucking dumb. I don't even like everyone. Everyone was dumb. Literally every single person on that show was an idiot except for the baby. (laughs) The baby. (laughs) The baby. Like his youngest daughter. Yeah. And then like his one daughter who ends up getting killed. Because oh, wow. his son is fucking dumb. That's unfortunate. Yikes. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, apparently the power stands with like Omari Hardwick to replace Chadwick Boseman as King T'Challa, which I think is very tasteless and very stupid, personally. I personally don't think that T'Challa should be recast at all. I personally think that the character should be retired entirely until the MCU inevitably reboots when we're all like 80. So, you know, (laughs) so um, personally, I would just like for them to say, you know what, his sister takes on the mantle like she does in the comics and we just call it a day. Like we don't need, he doesn't have a brother, like he has a sister, it's literally like a passed down thing. It's a lineage, right? Goes from the father to the son to the sister. So just let the sister have it. You know, especially since Marvel is trying to move in this new female power direction, which has taken them way too long. So they may as well just let Shuri be Black Panther and and stop this stupid conversation of Amari Hardwick taking over as King T'Challa. Because I don't want that man to be King T'Challa, not from this fucking caption that he just wrote. You know, if if this caption was like genuinely nice and like, respectful and like not so centered on himself yeah the fact that because like the fact that the video is of him ex- like him it's an accepting award or right he's an ex- yeah yeah he's an ex- yeah like accepting an award <laughs> that he and like that's great man but do we need to do this now like, is that the only way that you can connect yourself to chadwick in some way you could have put a picture and your uh, friend just Chadwick. died. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to do. Very strange. Your friend there, staring at you with pride. There are people who are like that, you know, that just can't no, they're, put yeah. themselves, they can't take themselves out of the equation. Like they can't say like, 
I'm sad, but I'm sad because Chadwick was such an amazing person and here's why Chadwick is an amazing person because of the experiences that I had with him, but it's still about Chadwick. Instead of being like, oh yeah, Chadwick died and I'm sad, but also like, here's me accepting this award. And also don't worry guys, I'm gonna pick up the crown that he left. Like what, I'm still so mad about that specific lie. Like that is just, I don't understand. You're not his brother. You're not like blood related. I don't understand how you're gonna be like, oh, he, he left the crown and you know, I'm a king, so I'll pick it up and wear it. Like, who at, first of all, no. If we were gonna talk about a competitor, <laughs> if we were gonna talk about somebody who is, I guess, worthy enough to pick up the crown, I would have said Michael B. Jordan. Right. But you know what? Michael B. Jordan put up an extremely heartfelt, extremely amazing, just, message and tribute mm-hmm. to somebody that he had spent a lot of time with and had affected him greatly mm-hmm. and positively and it was great exactly so what's wrong with you omari because here's like, the thing omari this is not the first time that we have been mad at omari because remember i'm pretty sure this was at the naacp awards oh, him and beyonce oh yeah i forgot that was him oh mm-hmm. no <laughs> I hate to bring it up, but uh, it's true. Oh, no. Getting, first, he got all up in Beyonce's space. <laughs> As if he'd be knowing somebody. This seems to be a pattern for him where he thinks that he'd be knowing people like that and just getting up in their space. Oh, and boy. I don't like it. You know, I wonder if this is like what happens when you have a proximity to 50 Cent. <laughs> I mean, that man is just, you know, he's very, he's very self-centered. He's very egotistical. The he's most very, self-centered. Like, yeah. And I almost so, want like, to go see what he had to say. I want to oh, see if 50 oh Cent had a better tribute than Omari Harvey. Because if that's the case, we have a Remember problem. he was freaking terrible to Meg Thee Stallion after getting shot? And then he goes, oh, if I had known you actually had gotten shot, I wouldn't have made that joke. I'm like, sir... Who jokes about getting shot? Like, you got shot nine times. Do you think other people just don't be serious when they say they got shot? Like, I don't understand. <clears throat> he makes no sense to me. He really doesn't. His feet is full of him trying to drag T.I. Oh, yeah. Because someone said that they should do one of those battles. Aversive? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, God. So then 50's like, how dare you even say that I could, that he could go up against me, da-da-da-da-da. And then is like, whatever, man. Like, what do you even have other than, like, that one album? And I was like, you know what? He's right, though. What does 50 have? Other than- this is what 50 had to say about Chadwick, first of all. A picture oh, no. of Chadwick. Okay. Two, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Very short and sweet. Damn, I was looking forward to working with him. Emoji dub. God bless him. Emoji dub. Done. Fine. Great. Amazing. Like, 50 Cent put up a, just a better situation than Omari. So what does that say about Omari? That <laughs> he's a self-centered guy, I guess. Mm. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. You can find us on Intersectional Media on Instagram, and we're still working on that Twitter. So uh, look out for that eventually. But yeah, anything interesting going on, Sam, on your end? Um, no, I'm uh, just, you know, trying to psych myself up to get back to posting on my skincare Instagram. You can find me over there at skin underscore in the city, uh, where I post a lot of reviews and thoughts on products that are out there for our skin to make us glow. Um, I just haven't been posting because it's genuinely just really exhausting sometimes and I do have just a lot of content that 
Um, I'm just working on writing up and then I will probably, hopefully within the next week or so, start posting because I do have reviews on some good stuff. So look out for that. And we will catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. And we hope there's some juicy stuff happening next week that we can talk about. So yeah. Bye y'all. Bye.